Yo, what up? This is Gavi, and you're watching Pan Game on Rapzilla. Uh, yeah, check the pin game, check the pin game. Got your favorite rappers going insane. Then we run the gauntlet like the end game. So what you waiting for? Check the pin game. What's going on, everyone? It is me, Justin, and I'm here with the Pen Game 101 crew. Of course, I am joined by Elijah and Mr. Cutright. We're missing Luke today. Um, Luke's always finding something better to do than, than doing these shows with us. And uh, we have our special guest, Mr. Gavi, producer, singer, rapper, a bunch of other things, extraordinaire. And he is with us, fresh off his new project. And we are going to run through that project. We're going to play some games. And then we're going to ask him some questions. Gavi, what's up, man? What's up, bro? Thank you for having me here. Yes, it's very good to see you this time from the last time we spoke. And uh, yeah. get prepared for Petting Game 101. Cut right. Bring us right into the first game. Because usually it's called Build a Bar. And we, we test the freestyle ability of the artist on here. But you're also a producer. So right? we're also going to do Build a Beat. Yo, right, you know what I'm saying? It's pick your poison, bro. We on me, we're not your poison. But yeah, you know? <laughs> if, if you want to go and show off your freestyle ability, we could do that. But if you want to go and step in and test your, your producer skills, your ears for some classics, we could do that. You know I mean, which one you want to roll with? You want the red pill or the blue pill? Or do you want both or a mix of both? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, though? You want me like freestyle for real right now? I mean, if, if you can freestyle, I, I got some words. I can throw some words out. You know, old school, I throw some words out at you. You know what I'm saying? And, and you can- uh, I'll make a beat on this table for you. Doom, 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 doom. <laughs> That's about it. Yo, all right, word, what's cool? Well, let's go ahead and, and do the, the build the beat. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm 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 pull out once again my legendary beatbox skills. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Case. And what you have to do, you just have to name the song that I'm, I'm beatboxing, you know what I mean? Okay. Or something like that. I, I hit now, hold, wait, hold up, cut. Remember last time your microphone cut out when you did this? Because <clears throat> Yo, see, of... I had to, I had to see, but I, I had a different mic though. I ain't had this mic, I had this Okay, mic. all right, let's, let's... <clears throat> But is this gonna be like one of my beats or like a beat just in general in the market? Oh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a beat that's very well known. It's songs that are very well known to the whole world. Christian, yeah. non-Christian? non-christian okay i'm saying we ain't, we out here going we, we gonna put some kirk franklin in there if you want to i could do that stomp on it right quick now nah, i'm just trying to figure out where, where <laughs> oh but not nah, don't be don't be trying to cheat bro you're gonna get this work you're gonna get this work. let's go ahead let's go <clears throat> ready I don't even know the name of the song, but I just know it. Let me clear my throat. Hey, there go right there. There we go right there. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Fresh. You know what I mean? Is that what it's called? Let me clear my throat. Okay, bomb. Bet, bet, you know what I'm saying? You ain't even know. You didn't have to get no halls or nothing, bro. You was in here. All right, here go, here go next one. Like, Come on, uh, DMX, right? Uh, song name, song that you got it. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Is that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one. Yeah, pause that party up. Man, you're really good at you this, bro. All right, you uh, hey, bro. You know, cut, I, bro. I you're really feeling yourself, man. Bro, you, you I, I should get paid for. Bro, hold up, bro. Listen, I'm trying to channel the late X R I P. I mean, we out here. So let's go here. Okay, let's see. Woo, this one right here is gonna be hard. <clears throat> Missy, Missy Elliott. All right, yeah, all right. What's, you know the song? Uh, get your free on. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Wait, let me cut in. So we, we have like an outline, and the next track you had was Jay-Z, Big Pimpin'. And I was like, what? I was like, this is not even close. What are you doing? <laughs> bro, yes, you know what I'm saying? Listen, bro, I had to, you know, I had to skip to the legendary. I can't do two, two legends in a row. You know what I mean? I'm going to respect. Put some respect on X name. I, I, we gonna yummy, we gonna let that ride. All right, so we we got two more down. We got two more. Uh say 
Usher. I don't know the name of that song though. Situations. I know that. I got my stimulus. Hey, I'm gonna be falling on the army. You got a call. You got a call. That's it. All right, word. Gabby, thanks for not. Thanks for not choosing freestyle because this is, this, this is much better. Right, Yo, this man one. going in. That's okay. right. Yo, I'm saying. All right, so last one. I just know it because of the dance. Uh, young Dot, right? Hey! Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Congratulations, bro. Yo, <laughs> you have survived. Build the I don't know how, bro. I'm trying to make it hard as possible, but still, somehow your legendary producer skills were able to Jedi Knight through the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? I, Yo, I, I think, need to bring I you on tour with me. The energy is crazy. Well, I'm take, here for take, it, bro. I'm take here for this it. man. Take this man. <laughs> Just have him beatbox a set every night. You'll be good. You get the crowd going high by that. Ha <laughs> ha! Y'all here, fun size, fun size, <laughs> fun size. That's right, we fun size safe out here. You know what I mean? Word, all right, but you know what I'm saying thank you so much, God, for playing. Uh, we're gonna pass you on to my man Eli. You know, I'm gonna get his his manning on. You know what I mean? Thank you, thank you for the for the segue cut. So, Gavi, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring the mood down a little bit. I'm gonna hit you with some okay. trivia real quick because I know you're from South Florida. I know you're from the Dominican Republic. Um, yeah. And you're also a producer. So I had to have you, hit you a little bit of trivia from each of those categories. Ready? Okay. All right. First question. What sort of area slash biome was Miami Beach before the 1920s? What area was... Say the question one more time. So what sort of area or what type of area slash biome was Miami Beach before the 1920s? Man, I don't know. Retirement area, tourist area. I don't know. <laughs> so apparently, it was a it was a mangrove swamp. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. That's right. wild. Okay, you're also from Broward County, right? Or at least you've mentioned. I am from Broward County. All right, cool. So, second question: Who is Broward County named after? Me. Okay. You got <laughs> <in your name? laughs> I have no idea who. I'm I'm curious now. Yeah. Napoleon Bonaparte Brower. I think he was a former governor. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. Question three. Which reptile is native to South Florida? Alligators, crocodiles, or both? Alligators. It's actually both. Is crocodiles don't live here? There's crocodiles Paris. in Florida? Apparently, there's both. South Florida is the only place in the entire U.S. where that's the case. You guys got yeah, crocodiles. I've never heard of that, and I want to look that up. We got to Google that because crocodiles. Yeah, I don't know. Only I don't like, know about that one either. I don't know. I, aren't crocodiles only in Australia like, and like, like Africa? Africa? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna give him the point. See, Gabby okay. gets the point. That's it. That's what we'll Gabby's the point. All right. <laughs> Question four: What two imperialist nations or European nations took control of Florida? Before it was a U.S. territory. Um, Spain, mm -hmm. I don't know, and France, I don't know. Close. It's Spain and Britain. Spain and Britain. Okay, there we go. All right, we're gonna switch over. I did to not listen in history class. It happens to all of us. It's always one. <laughs> all right, we're gonna switch over to a little bit of Dominican trivia. Sheesh, this is about Question. to get even crazier. That's it. Question five. When was the last time the Dominican Republic won the World Baseball Classic? Oh, man. 2006-ish, around that time? It was actually later than that, 2013. 13. 13. Yeah. All right, question six. What distinguishing feature makes the Dominican flag different than any other on the planet? The center? The center? Yeah, the center of it, the, the Trinidad, right? 
it's the bible on it which i think is in the center right it's like right yeah 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 mm -hmm. perfect we'll definitely give you that point all right when is the official dominican independence day in february uh 27th yes sir all right why is the dominican republic referred to as the breadbasket of the caribbean the sugar cane no uh close man i forgot what, what, what is it because you guys got like the richest soil in the entire Caribbean. I didn't know that. That's amazing. All right. Last two questions. This one's music and Dominican Republic. What are the two main genres or forms of Dominican Latin music? Well, there's Perico Ripiao, which is the originator of merengue. And then there's Bachata. We're definitely giving you that one because I didn't even have... What was the original? What was the first thing you said? I just had merengue and bachata. <laughs> Perico That's like how merengue started. So, all right. Last question. And this one's a producer one. What legendary producer has the most Grammys? Uh, any genre? Any genre. He actually, apparently he's crossed over into like 10 different genres. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, Man, I forgot his name. He did Whitney Houston mm -hmm. and all of them. Uh, there's a he just got a documentary too on Netflix, didn't he? Blake, uh, no, he's, he's an got, older white guy. What's no, his name? No, no, no. He's got two daughters, who are actresses, or at least one is an actress. She was on The Office. I'm the worst with name, guys. So good. All right, Quincy name? Jones. Is it Quincy Jones? Quincy Jones. Bro, he, he, he the, the OG, bro. He the OG. 20, 28 Grammys. Oh, I thought it was the Grammys. other guy that did. Um, Y'all know who I'm talking about? They just did the documentary on him. They for... just did one on Quincy, though, too. That's why I was, like, nodding my head. They Like, oh, a one with okay. Quincy. I just watched it. Man. There's this other guy. He, Him and Quincy are, like, best friends, too. Quincy's on the documentary. I forgot his name. This, this he did Celine Dion. He did Whitney Houston. Mm. He has a lot of hits. Okay, never mind. Well, Quincy Jones, 28 Grammys. You know what, Gabby? Those are some pretty tough questions, so we're going to give you as many points as we possibly can on that one. We saw I appreciate that. Much like whose line is it anyway, the points yeah. are arbitrary. That's true. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Good. Lots of points. Great yeah. job. Yeah. Um, all right. So... All right, here's here's the last of our games. This one's called the run it back game. I'm going to hit you with some old lyrics from throughout your career, and you have to complete the song that I start for you. Okay. All right. So here is one of you, you have to tell us the name. You have to complete it. And then what's the name of the song? So we're going to go with. All right. And these are me, all my songs. These are these are your songs. Okay. Or songs that you are involved with. Um, Draw me to your love and pierce it in my soul. I want to know the deepest that's, parts uh, of your heart. That's uh, uh, Show Me on my We Belong album. Uh, Can you finish it? I want to know you, I want to know you more. I want to know you more, right? Mm -hmm. Just keep on going? Yeah, go to you can't. Man, I that album so old, I don't remember it. <laughs> well, I want to know you more. Guide me by your word and open my eyes. Wake me up inside. Lead my soul. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. There you go. There it is. Bomb. Hey. All right. Well, get wait for this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not exactly sure what you did on this track, but you're on it. <laughs> so I'm gonna see if you could at least. Uh, get this part. All right. I'm on it like uh, as an artist or a production only. It it says it says featuring Gavi. Okay. So, but I, but it doesn't. Uh, I couldn't figure out which part was yours. But so I'll give you the chorus. But Shorty is lost. She's lost. She's so lost. So lost. Whoa, that was um, Raymond Soul days. Mm -hmm. I just did the beat though. You just did the beat? Okay. Yeah. It says featuring G Styles, but Shorty's lost. Yeah. She's so lost because I want to see your heart. I want to see your mind. Girl, tell me your thoughts. You are so divine. And then. Yeah, that was coming out of the pimp, bro. Why all the pimp lines got to go to Gavi because he's <laughs> and he got the drip, bro. You just going to pass it. 
<laughs> You're so lost. Let me find. How? Why would yeah, you? I mean, why would you even see, get that song? Like you're getting like old songs from like that. Like I don't even know if people even know about that joint. Well, now they know. <laughs> now they know. It's so old. It says featuring G Styles. But that Gosh. man, you you got to see. We 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 dig into some of these like rappers catalog some of them are like oh they know it they pick up right on it and it's some of them are I like see. i did that song <laughs> like, this this on some nardwar stuff yo nardwar <laughs> hey that's a compliment so that's that's it good. is it is it is as long as you said like we don't you know if, if we look like nardwar like nah, probably not, but but yeah, the skill all right so let's let's take it let's take it now to the 101 so yeah Eli, kick us off with the first question that you got. Word. Uh, so, Gavi, seeing the embrace of and culture, even just at Reach, but really with CHH as a whole, between last year seeing Vergüenza, a number of previous singles, and then or now Noche Juvenil, uh, so has been absolutely just beautiful. Can you talk to us first from like an artistic perspective, how important it's been for our space, and then from more of a fan's perspective, how it makes you feel? Of coming up with uh like Latin music? Yeah, how the embrace of Latin music within the genre. Yeah, it's been amazing. I think it's been needed for a while. And I think, um, you know, people, so number, I think it's, yeah, so number one leading genre right now with like Bad Bunny and J Balvin just killing it worldwide. Um, I think it was time for, you know, Christian industry to like get behind it already, you know? Uh, but there's been a lot of people already starting it from before, like Redimido. He's been always one of the top. He's considered kind of like the Lecrae of the Latin market doing urban music. Um, so, yeah, it's fire. Yeah, okay, so check it out. Follow up right here. <clears throat> now, as an artist and as a producer, you've shown the ability to tap into a creative energy unlike any other both inside and outside of the space. Also, the cover arts to your album have been an abstract reflection of your state of being as relates to the project themes from heathen's distorted view of oneself to bear stained bear inspired imagery of this current project. Is there a deeper meaning to your current artwork and what's the driving force behind your creative process? Yeah, so for the, the latest album, Notre Who and Need, uh, a lot of it was just me going back to like my childhood, being raised in a Hispanic church and a lot of nostalgia for me, conversating with my friends and studio sessions while creating the album. So when I was thinking about that, I remember being a kid, uh, my dad was a pastor and I would always be drawing like doodling uh, just on random papers because I was bored in church. I was there Monday to Monday, you know, all day as a pastor's kid. So um I was like, yo, why don't I just doodle the album cover and feel like I was that same kid again? Because that's what I'm reminiscing throughout this album process. Um, so that's how the album came up. And then it's just me. I drew myself pulling the mic away from my angry pastor. And there's kids in the background for me flying and stuff and just wanting to be free uh, from like religious stuff. Uh, that's why you see a church right there. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but like in the line industry, it's a little bit more stricter than the United States in uh, Christian culture. So um, there's a reason why I wanted it to be like, we want to be free. We want to be able to express ourselves instead of having to do traditional stuff. Um, so that's the album cover. Bro, yo, that was fire. Hey, listen, if the producer thing ever like die down, bro, you could do children's books for real, bro. <laughs> I was waiting, I was trying to turn the Spotify page. Like, bro, what's going on? I want to know what happened <laughs> with the story. Yeah. That's wild. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, Gavi, I think, you know, just that question has sort of taught, uh, revealed to us a little more about the idea of sort of coming into your own that I think um, pervades Noche Juvenil. And I think for me personally, what it feels like Noche Juvenil is, is the third part of this sort of trilogy of albums where you've really come into your own as an artist, starting with Panorama, then Heathen, and now Noche Juvenil. So can you yeah. share with us a bit about what this journey has looked like behind the scenes and why this was the time to drop Noche Juvenil? Yeah, I'm glad you said it in that order with the albums because I don't consider We Belong like my first album. We Belong was like uh, just me as a producer. The timing of culture was like 
very EDM-ish too. So, and I, I don't even have that much songs on there of me like vocally singing too. It was a lot of features. I was trying to do the producer Diplo thing. And Panorama was really my first album for me that I categorized it as. And you can see the trajectory of like me telling the story, Panorama, then Heathen. So I feel Notre Hulani was the perfect album that I'm done explaining who I am. You could hear that I, I'm versatile with those two albums, Panorama and, and Heathen. And even with uh, We Belong, you can see I'm versatile on different things. So Notre Hulani was definitely a passion project I've always wanted to do since I was a little kid. Like I used to do reggaeton when I was in high school. Uh, music that would never come out too because it was bad. It's like, <laughs> it's just horrible. Um, but yeah, now I just felt like it was right. And then last year, quarantine, I was stuck inside. You know, there was no, all my shows got canceled. So I was like, what better time for me to just really dive deep into this moment? Um, and I was just going through a lot of self-growth too. So in that moment of self-growth, um, you know, you go back to your roots, you go back to the beginning a lot. And a lot of conversations with my mom and dad about like how they came here to the States. Um, so yeah, it was just a great journey that I just got to express. And I feel like this is my album that was the most easiest I ever got to make because I just felt free. I don't know. It just felt right. Word, word, word. Well, speaking of, of being free and feeling right and just and being like 100% of who you are, like you're an award-winning sound designer with your albums being more of a sonic excursion more than a music project. You've also been powerhouse behind so many of our favorite artists over the past decade. What do you believe is the one thing that defines your sound and how long did it take you to find it? Um, I think I'm... My biggest influence is Pharrell. Uh, I love Pharrell because he's just able to produce any style, you know, whether he produced a song for Britney Spears, whether he produced, he does his own song, Happy, uh, with whether he does the clips, you know, hip hop tracks. Um, he's just never kept in a box. You don't know what he's going to do next. And I just love that. I love the freedom of expressing yourself. Um, and I, I think I'm still on a journey trying to find out who I am, or maybe people can be like, hey, this is who you are, Gavi, and they'll categorize me, I don't know. But I just love music. I love the endless possibilities of music. Like, it just never stops. So I just love creating. Word, word. And so as a follow-up, I want to ask, like, what advice would you give uh, or any tips you'd offer to any upcoming producers that are just starting out? Yeah, um, the way I started was I involved myself with all my friends that were doing music, right? And then I was always in that community. And then even my friend, even if my friends didn't do music, I made sure they told me the truth. If something was garbage, you have to tell me it's garbage. And I had to be able to take that. Like, I couldn't take it as an offense. Like, if somebody said, it's cool, G, um, I couldn't be like, ah, but I worked so hard on this. I had to literally just take it and be like, I want to do better. What, what do you think is wrong with this? And then you start growing that community around you and then you build it out into your local hometown. Now you're building with a bunch of people that do music, like artists and producers. And for me, that was like people like Raymond Soul, people like uh, other local artists here in South Florida. Uh, the radio station we used to have, that was Christian Hip Hop here, Jay Blaze, Friday Night Fuego. I was just always around South Florida music and then when Lecrae came in to South Florida and would do shows I would sneak into his concerts and try to give him a CD of my beats you know little by little there was just uh steps that I just kept on doing to be involved with music somehow uh and then you know when your music is good and it's quality people catch on and they believe in you and people like Lecrae he believed in me he flew me out to the record label and then that started, you know, being be signed as a producer. Then I became an artist. So when you infuse yourself night and day, whatever it may be that you want to call it, uh, into what you're passionate about, you know, the stars will align. Dope, man. Yeah, and I, I just thought of two questions while we were doing this. One is when, when you initially 
came onto reach records like you were solely like a producer and you produced a ton of reach reaches hits now yeah. you're really only producing your own stuff so yeah is is there ever like a desire to be like hmm i'm gonna go drop a, a nice beat for lecrae to just go destroy or you know something like that and what what's that what's that like for you kind of go from like the the um labels producer to now mm -hmm. your own artist and it's like you guys can get some other producers because these dope beats are going to me <laughs> <laughs> you know i've been able to think about that a lot more recently just on the journey of self-growth and um i realized the past four years or five years that i've been an artist now um has me really been trying to discover who I am as an artist. Um, Cause I didn't even try to become an artist. It just happened um, where reach was like, yo, you could be an artist, bro. And I was like, Oh, I can, because I would do melodies for them. I would do uh, rough uh, skeletons for the artist, you know, with the beats. Um, so now these past four to five years, I feel like I've caught up to a place that I feel very comfortable who I am as an artist. And that's why I've kind of like distanced myself from not trying to be like, oh, I'm going to keep all my beats, the cool ones for myself. It was more of, I need to grow as an artist. I can't just say I'm going to be an artist and then think I'm the, the guy, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta learn all these things, even shows and stuff. And now I'm at a really comfortable place that I'm going to start producing a lot more for more of the guys. I have been able to produce along the side. Like I got to do Magic and Bird with Andy and uh, Andy Minio and uh, Wordsplay. There'll be moments that I get to sprinkle, but I've just been so focused on me and trying to make sure I'm the best I can be because that's my main thing now. I'm an artist. So, what what about you bringing in producers to make your stuff and you just focus on it as an artist without worrying about production? I do it very like in sprinkles. Like I got my boy. Uh, Kilowatts or John John here, Enzo, they've been on Panorama, Heathen, and uh, no, they went on Ocho Huani. But um, I do it sometimes, but I just love music production is my first thing. That's that's the thing that I'm the strongest at. If if I lose as an artist, I still know I got music production for the rest of my life. And I just, I come from an era too of like Pharrell, Kanye, Timbaland, Swiss Beats, where it was very, um, this is my sound. This is who I am. Competitive in a healthy way, like Michael Jordan uh, versus other, you know, players, but they were all friends. Um, you know, I remember when it was just me, uh, Alex Medina, Joseph Pelazny, you know, DJ Official, all these other dudes. We, uh, we were very competitive, like in, in the studios, but we are all friends at the same time. So for me, I'm just like, I can't let go of myself, like just not producing my own song. It's what I do. Yeah. So do you, do you start with the beat and then you, you build the song around it or do you get like a melody and then like, let me, you know, let me tap this out. How does that work? When I make a song, I usually start with the, with the production. So maybe sometimes it might start with just keys and then I'll have a melody already in mind and I'll record it or I'll get the beat to be at a, a complete skeleton demo stage where I could start doing melodies and then I'll start building it from there, the whole song. Dope, dope, dope. And final question, you, you dropped Heathens last year, which was, mm -hmm. I can't believe, like it feels like so long ago, but like even it wasn't that long ago too, just because of how right, crazy the year's been. Year. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, so... Heathens was was a masterpiece and one of thank you arguably a top three project that dropped in all of our space last year. Crazy, it's crazy. Uh, such thank a dope you. project, man. Um, but most most artists they'll they'll drop um, a project and then we'll be like, all right, we're gonna make a Spanish version of a project. So mm -hmm. is there an English version of this project that you just dropped, or is there something for the for the English speaking audience, you know, that that's coming, that's going to be like the follow-up to heathen that they can understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nocho Juvenil is definitely never going to be in Spanish because it's um, directly for Latinos, uh, culturally, everything just, um, 
it just it, for me it doesn't make sense to make it in english um and then i do have my english album that i'm i'm, I'm having a follow-up for healing of where i'm in life right now that i'm working on right now too the the new album i don't know when it will release my hope and desire is it could be released in fall of this year but i don't know you know the creative process it, it takes me on a journey at times and then life hits you with different punches so you start feeling different emotions you're like yo i want to write about this instead you know so i don't know hopefully soon though hey man that's definitely cool. a lot of features and collaborations though before my album drops this whole summer i'm trying to go crazy good hey, i'll tell you bro i'll be back on the album for a beat bro i'm just trying to let you know i mop your floor <laughs> Lime, bro, I get out there, do the truffle shuffle. You ever seen Goonies? Bro, you do the truffle shuffle? I, I do it, bro. Every time. I don't even know what the truffle shuffles is. See, bro, what? See, you don't, you you don't want to know. Google it, bro. You got the, you know what I mean? I ain't going to. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Yo, you <laughs> funny, bro. <laughs> All right. So now, now we're, we're going we're gonna to take it back to the beginning and we're going to run through the pen. So for everybody watching now, usually this panelist of the pen game crew, we run through the pen and we dissect the beats, the lyrics, the message, but most people don't know what it says, including us. I won't front. Eli may know a little something so he can interject more. I'm going to run through the songs with Gavi because he wrote them and he knows exactly what they're about. So let's kick it off. Uh, Eli, I'm going to have you say the names of the songs because you will butcher it uh, less than I will. So let's go. That is, that is a lot of a lot of pressure. All right, let's start it off. First track, the title track, Noche Juvenil. Gavi, so we're just gonna have you run through whatever's a major idea you want to talk about from each individual track. If you want to dissect yeah. your bar, what have you? Go at it. Yeah. So Noche Juvenil, the intro track, uh, is one of my favorite songs off the album because it's it's basically me going back to being a kid and remembering how my dad used to love certain type of genres of music. And that was one specific sound that he would love. So I was like, I want to recreate the, the timing that my dad loved uh, music, that whole sphere of culture, those older generations of the church. Um, so I recorded it. I don't even have, is the mic here? No, I recorded on this old beat up mic. It's me singing. I remade the, this whole sample is original for me. And um, I ran it through some gear too to make it sound like very old school. Um, and yeah, it was fire. It's just literally a worship song uh, that I wanted to set the tone of Noche Juvenil, the nostalgia of Christian uh, Hispanic churches. Let's move it on to the second track, El Hijo del Pastor, which I mean, for all the non Spanish speakers, that's Son of the Pastor. We got a PK in the yeah. Zoom today, so I'll let him take it from here. <laughs> yeah, so then. That's my, the intro is my dad's sound. And then I'm like, okay, now we're gonna move to the re relevant generation right now. This is me snatching the mic basically and saying, all right, this is how it's supposed to sound like. This is what, Noche Juvenil is Youth Night. This is what Youth Night is supposed to sound like. Boom, now we're going into the album. And uh, it's just basically me just rapping about like, we're here, you know, this is the night that we're gonna kill. Gavi, oh, we actually cut you go first. My bad. Yeah, because I had a question because you had you, and, and you brought it up earlier about the differences between the family dynamics, especially uh, in the Latin community when you're growing up in church. I was just wondering, like, how does how does like your father, who was a pastor, I feel like when he hears like your music and he sees the ministry work that you're doing, like, is he is he has he been like a part of it? Has he been to any events or anything of that nature? Oh, my dad, he's so proud. He he loves like I I remember when uh, the one one six tour came down to South Florida and he was able to go to the show, uh, and I brought him to the back VIP area. Made it seem like it was special. Uh, he was just like, wow. <laughs> and my dad straight up Salvadorian, like his accent still super strong, and he was he's just very proud. It's funny though. I could I could win a Grammy. I could. I don't know, work with the biggest artist and he'll never understand the depth of that. Sometimes he's like, are you financially still good? Like the music's still working out for you? Like, <laughs> like he doesn't, 
I'm I'm like that. I'm paying bills. Things are good. I got my own studio. I'm good. You know. So yeah. I actually also had a follow up question for this one, just because El Hijo del Pastor. That's a whole different vibe. Kavi, I want Kavi. Excuse me. I wanted to ask: Are there any specific sort of challenges? Because I grew up in a Latin church too. Um, are there any of the specific challenges that being a Latino PK that maybe the other uh, PKs from different ethnicities or cultures might not necessarily know about? Um, I think there's a universal, I don't even know how to word it. Like a lot of PKs would agree whether you're Hispanic or not, that there's just a lot of pressure to be imperfect. Yes. You know, the whole congregation kind of looks at you and knows that, oh, you're that person's son. So you, you got to have it all together. Then you must be like blessed to have a great life, you know, which you kind of keep that image up for a long time. And then it just crashes on you maybe in high school and you're like, ah, identity crisis, <laughs> you know, no, no chunk less from the pulpit blessed with a little bit of oil. Oh man. I got beat one time in the bathroom. Cause I fought some kid in the back. It was bad. My dad grabbed me by the ear too. It was, it was crazy. Deadly aim, deadly aim. All right, go ahead. Move over to, I, I could say this one since I'm already talking. Que paso? Yeah, que paso? So now that you go after El Hijo del Pastor, uh, now that we show what Notre Juvenil we wanted to sound like, um, and when I say we, when I was creating this album, it's all me and my friends that we grew up in Hispanic churches, and we're talking about what did we want Notre Dame night to look like? Because when we had youth night, it was kind of corny. Uh, although we got to experience God and there was a lot of phenomenal memories, but there's some funny memories too at the same time. That's like um, youth groups, they could be like ages 12 to 35. And then you have uh, 15 members of that youth group inside a small room like this. And that's youth group. Uh, we didn't have that much money in the Hispanic churches a lot. Um, so we would always, me and my friends were like, man, what would Nocho Huenin like look like? How would we want it right now if we could redo it? So Que Paso is basically that. Que Paso, what happened? We here, this is how we want it. This is how it's gonna look like, uh, but we still represent Jesus. Dope, next up, we've got Corillo featuring Blanca and Wolf. Yeah, Corillo is just, um, it's a slang word to say, like, my crew, my gang. Uh, and, yeah, it's just me, Blanca, and Wolf being the, the gang that we are together um, and showing that we have our own group and this is how we just enjoy and worship God. I actually had a follow-up to the question of this one, too, because, Gavi, on um, the song you meant, you make reference to a 47. And just because that I'm always the guy who's like, I got to dissect this thing lyric by lyric. I was wondering, was 47 a specific reference to a Bible verse? Was it um, more about like, I looked up what a 47 millimeter looks like. It's like an anti-tank gun. Was it intentional, the 47 reference? Or was there any thought behind it? What was the, the thinking behind that one? Uh, it's uh, just basically going like, um, you know how Christian rap is. We be referencing the Bible as like a weapon. So that's that's it. Shout out, not Clyde. Bible in my hand and I treat it like a Glock. Hey, not Clyde. Yo, that dude's fire, bro. Yo. All right, we'll move on now to uh, track five, Decent. Yeah, Decent. Uh, that's one of the tracks that we were talking about where I started off with the, just the piano and the melodies came with that. I didn't even have drums yet when I recorded that song. Um, so I added the drums later on and I thought it would be special like that just to leave it as a moment that's open because the whole song is me saying decent uh, get through. So that means they say that you are and it's me basically talking to God. Um, the world is always telling you who God is in your life. And at the end of that hook where I say decent get through, um, yo sé que tú, that means yo sé que tú is I know that you are. So that moment when Christians can actually know who God is in their life. I think that's a special moment in growing as a Christian, a believer, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's so much going on with like right now in society, even just thinking about Westernized Christianity, um, things are very blurry. And a lot of people are talking about like deconstructing faith and stuff like that. 
Um, and I think that's a healthy thing, but when you could reconstruct your faith at the same time, that's even more beautiful. Um, instead of just being in that blurry stage. And that's what decent's all about. It's just me praying to God, being like, look, this is what the world tells me who you are, but I know who you are too. But this is my struggles. I'm I'm going through this journey right now. Bro, yo, I want to say, although that there was a language barrier on this record, I could still feel the emotion intended. Um, it was a super vibe. And I felt like the production like really transported the listener into the moment. Mm. Um, and I do want to point out, bro, there was this part, and this probably, I don't know if it's your favorite part, but listen to it from like one minute and 19 seconds to 129 where the beat switches and this pad come in and it elevate the record for this whole section. And then it's <laughs> the switch. And I was like, ah, yo, that part was so fire, bro. I was like, yo, bro, I just Thank need you. I just needed another loop of that. I was just like, bro, where's it at? I'm going through the whole record. Like, bro, yo, yes, your mind. On, on the way that you produce this drink, like you said, just making the bass bare bones, the heart crying out, and you just orchestrated everything. It was fire, bro. It was really short, standalone, but it was impactful, man, and I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. I'd like to apologize to all the headphone users for uh, Cut Right Scream. That's, uh, that's what I want to <laughs> My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> all right, let's move on to six, Pastor Jubilo. Yeah, Pastor Jubilo is a skit where um, I got, it's the same thing. I recreated a whole sample. I wanted to create that church experience of what it was like old school wise. Um, and I had my road manager, Fernando, uh, Nando Bando. He, uh, he yells on the microphone and he's yelling like an angry pastor. And he's just like, we don't want kids with uh, earrings on. Don't paint your hair. No ripped jeans. Uh, girls don't wear makeup and just being very legalistic, uh, just yelling, um, which is what a lot of Latinos grew up in in that culture and still some of them grow, grew up in. And even in conversations with my mom when I was creating this album, she would explain to me like, yeah, I remember I wore, rip, I wore jeans, just jeans to church. And um, the elders were like upset with her and saying that she was sinning. Um, so just creating that old school mentality and setting the ground of uh, the you know nostalgia of Noche Juvenil. Was was that a Pentecostal church, like a Spanish a Hispanic Pentecostal church? It's not Pentecostal. I grew up in a, in a Pentecostal church, so yeah, I guess you can see the influence on that there. Oh yeah, 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 Pentecostal. I grew up in a Pentecostal church. It wasn't it wasn't like like that hardcore, but there, you know, if you walked in with like a hat on or like something that was yeah, just like, yeah. like, what, like, what are you doing? This yeah, person stands in, out. If you walk in with a hat, you doing drugs in the Pentecostal church. I don't know. Oh, they're going to pray for you. They're going to bring you to That's the That's it, bro. You do he, need to pray for. He's the one. Be I careful when you lift the... that hat. What, what's underneath the hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. We love you, Pentecostal guys. We just love you. We love Jesus. Love you. We love you. We just talking about the real. <laughs> my pastor who who comes from pentecostal roots will always remind the congregation you're just lucky we let you shave your legs no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing that was a thing them days bro the 80s good times uh tracks i was too young what am i talking about track seven tu manera tu manera excuse me i'm sorry featuring tommy royale yeah tu manera is a fire track um that i love doing with tommy um what is that song about? I got to remember right now. Okay, okay. So Tu Manera is basically, I want to do it in God's way. Me and Tom, we'll be having some great conversations. He comes to my studio too. He's he's actually like my friend, not like a, a artist friend. Like he's my friend. And we just always have like great conversations. So while we were creating this song, uh, we were actually talking about uh, how sometimes it'd be difficult with like girls sliding in DMs and stuff like that. Just being a guy and growing up in church, that was like youth group. That was like some of the biggest things. Like I invited Marty to my youth group from social club because I said there were some hot girls in, in, in my church, you know? So like um, the topic of girls, we were just talking and the song is just saying, God, we want to do it your way. We struggle with the flesh sometimes, but it's just a journey. And that's definitely a topic that I wanted to, to share with like the youth group setting. A lot of it is me thinking, what did I want to hear when I was in youth group? And it's just certain topics that nobody spoke about um, that I wish they would have. So 
Tumanero was definitely one thing that I'm like, okay, somebody's in youth group, I want them to know, yeah, us guys, we struggle with our flesh too at the same time. And how do we journey through that? All my young youth group guys, either translate this or if you know Spanish, translate it for your friends because you need to hear this, all right? <laughs> Track eight, Sin Miedo. Sin Miedo uh, is literally translated without fear. Um, reggaeton is something, we'll even start it with Christian hip hop. Uh, Christian hip hop, I had a really cool conversation with Propaganda one time. And we were talking about how Christian hip hop for so long has been something that we have to prove that we're safe. That's why you hear sometimes songs that could be maybe a little bit corny at times because people are like, I got to do this for the, you know, the quote unquote soccer moms um, that will accept my music so I can go perform at blah, 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 whatever festival or something so that's safe. And the reason why is because hip hop as a whole in the beginning was considered something very dangerous, like gangs, drugs, everything. So when you brought Christian hip hop into the Christian industry, it, you know, you think about like gospel gangsters or, or T-Bone or all those like old school heads, um, they would rap about like gangster stuff and how God brought them out of it or brought them out of drugs life and stuff. Nowadays, it's not really like that, but you still have to prove that this is still safe. And it's annoying. It's sad that you have to, just because it's a genre that feels like it's connected to like bad things, um, which I don't think it is connected to bad things. I think it's just music. Um, that's what reggaeton is. Reggaeton in the church is like considered like bumping and grinding songs, um, which a lot of people, you know, just enjoy reggaeton. It's like exactly what hip hop is today, uh, just enjoying it. Um, and see me is we're going to do this without fear. I'm not scared to bring the style of music into the church. Um, and yeah, that could be a long conversation, but I was trying to summarize it. It's funny Perfect. because we, we just spoke to prop last week um, <laughs> and we, and say like certain things that, you know, he can just kind of go off on to. So like we mm -hmm. had a lot of those, like, yeah, this could be a whole hour <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You referenced him. <laughs> Yeah, we just need a round table with everyone talking about their church experiences. It's right. something coming up. All right. Number nine, one of my personal favorite tracks, Alta, featuring Mariel Lara. Yeah. Uh, I was actually just with Mariel Lara yesterday. He was in town uh, doing a music video. That's my guy. He was on my album. Um, it was a small EP that I did called 954. There was a song called Bros. And I met him during that time. And he's Dominican as well, like me. So we just connected. He does his own tracks. Like there's a lot of similarities that we just connected. Um, and he's also an artist. So since that song bros till now, we've always kept a relationship. Um, and I was like, if I'm doing Nocho need and I'm going to do something for Latinos, I have to do something that represents Dominicans correctly. And for Dominicans, we have this style that's like, uh, it's called Dambo. It's basically reggaeton, but faster. Uh, and if you go to DR, all the tracks sound the same. It's, it's, it's pretty funny, but they're all fire at the same time, too. And this one, me and my dear, we were like, how can we make this different? How can we make this special for Dominican Republic? Just our roots. And uh, we created it when I did a show in Guatemala two years ago. He was in Guatemala, too. And that was the moment where he showed me the, the rough skeleton of the beat. This one is actually a beat that I got to co-produce with him. Um, so, yeah. My, uh, Alta is basically louder. We want the music louder. But the message of the song is we're going to live our life loud. We're going to project and be boastful of who we are in our Christian walk. Bro, this joint was crazy, man. And one thing that I love, liked about this this uh, this song, especially like when you broke it down, we started to touch on the reasons why cats be living wild and reckless, you know what I mean? Being unable to see themselves through a biblical lens because of how society and many of the church choose to identify them, you know what I'm saying? Like instead of taking the time to help them learn their identity in Christ, many just lump cats together because of where they live or where they grow up. And you know what I mean? Instead of being, you know, uh, transformed into what you're called to, 
You just yeah. become what, what you're called, you know what I mean? And I think you touched on that like beautifully in there, man, you know what I mean? Especially growing up in, in Florida, man, Florida be wild out there, you know what I mean? That's cool. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like Rick Rosby and Kodak Black, you know what I'm saying? I'm over here staying with Nah, Florida a little crazy. That's true. <laughs> That's true. The most infamous person in America is Florida man from 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 all the headlines. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, man. I was actually just listening to Alta with some friends this past weekend because we had like a party of party. Listen, we all had our microchips, we got our vaccines, everyone stopped. <laughs> <laughs> the man you feel like you gotta, you know, set the set the standard straight right there. I had to let everyone know. But <laughs> Alta, man, it was everyone was bumping it. So gotta give you your flowers for that, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Track 10, La Verdad, featuring Maria Julia. Yeah. Uh, La Verdad is just a song that me and Maria, we, again, friends in the studio, we're talking about life. That's usually how the, the songs come up. And we're just like, La Verdad means the truth. And we're like, man, growing up, we wish we just had more of the truth instead of like traditional religious stuff. Uh, that could help us learn how to walk in our Christian faith. And um, throughout the song, you just hear that frustration or you hear how we're growing through that in the journey. Um, and we just want the truth. That's all we want. And that's it. Shout out to Maria. Dope. We're in the last two tracks, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to say this one in English because I cannot pronounce anything over 100 in Spanish. We're going with 1822. Yeah. 1822 is uh, another song that I was in the thought process, uh, piggybacking off of uh, Tu Manera. Uh, I remember in church, you know, you're a student and your hormones are going crazy, right? <laughs> and uh, the whole time, it's usually sex is bad, don't have sex, wait until marriage, and then that's it. And you don't really learn, is sex okay? Wait, okay, I'm just not going to have sex until marriage. And there's like a culture, not all churches, but for the majority that I know, of, me and my friends, when we talk, we share the same experiences of just kind of having, having to try and figure out what our sexual, sexual life is like when we get married or when we have a girlfriend, what's it look like? What What is a healthy balance? And I don't, we don't know, you know, and we try to read the Bible and it's just a little bit confusing when there's like describing breasts, that's two doves, you know, like <laughs> just craziness, right? Um, and also the Bible, yeah, there's, there's a lot of crazy stories with like men with 12 wives, you know? It's just different cultures, different timings, trying to understand and navigate as a student, like just your young mind. 1822 is just uh, Proverbs 1822. Uh, oh, man, I'm going to jack it up right now. Uh, the, uh, when you find a good thing in a wife, you know what you want to talk about? Just look it up. You find Who it, finds a wife, finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Bang, bang. Well, you know, every single Christian girl know that one, but they be ready. Yeah. Hey, so, that's that's what the song is basically uh it's sounds like it's about to be like a sexual song but it's uh, a beautiful romantic song that is just expressing i wanna i wanna wait for my wife one day so i can encourage the fellas you know See, I'm going to take a quick sidebar here to know. I thought, so I, I looked up 1822 in regards to the Dominican Republic. I thought it might have been an illusion. And maybe this, we're going to retroactively say it's a double entendre. Uh, 1822 is also the year that Dominican Republic and Haiti unified as Hispaniola officially. No way. That Yeah, apparently that's the case. Well, we're going with that too. We're going <laughs> to have that. That's part of, you know, coming together. Unity. Okay. What's that? You know what I'm saying? It was a bar within another bar that I didn't even know there was a bar there. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's move on to the last track. And if my Hispanic churches have taught me anything, it's not actually the longest one, but it probably should be La Vigilia. Vigilia, yeah. It's just, uh, Vigilia is when a church stays overnight for a long time. It just, what's it called in American churches? Um, like a vigil, a prayer vigil? A lock-in. Oh, a lock-in, that's what it is. 
is basically locking and it's again going along with the pastor skit in uh, Pastor Jubilo. Uh, again, I got to create a whole sample for it, make it sound like a tape recording. And Fernando, my road manager, he's yelling as the pastor again, going with that theme. And it's kind of like a, it's the closure of the album. And it's, it was funny, but it's a healing moment at the same time where me and Nando, we got to talk and it's like, man, it would have been cool if our pastor that was yelling at us would have just showed us love and, you know, accepted us coming with, you know, colored hair or something, whatever it may be that you're going through in your youth group. If there's like an angry pastor, um, you know, it's a cool moment where you see the pastor go, forgive me. You know, God cares about your heart so much more than what I'm caring about, what your outer appearances. And um, then it goes into like just comical youth group moments where it's like, and we're going to have sister, uh, I'm going to call it Mary, sister Mary in the back. She has announcements for us if you want to go to camp next year. And then I throw a little gem that maybe some people have found out. But uh, it says, and uh, I'm going to translate it in English, who's ready for uh, youth camp next year? And there might be something next year that's called youth camp. Beat me put to the punch. I was just wondering if that, I was going to ask. I, I saw it. I was like, mm, this is a youth camp thing coming <laughs> next year. There's something there. I could feel it. Campamento who uh, who need. All right. Well, Gavi, thank you for breaking this down with us. I'm going to hand this over to Justin so that way the rap's audience doesn't have to hear me speak Spanish. Hopefully ever again. Uh, Justin, take it. <laughs> I, mean, you killed it bro. I mean, if it was up to me speaking Spanish, they definitely would not have enjoyed themselves. And Gavi also would have been making fun of me. And all right. So the final thing for you, Gavi, you have run through the pen, the game and the 101. You listen to cut right beatboxing. You listen to Eli. Do a very serviceable and good job <laughs> speaking Spanish. Uh, you you went through the questions. I think you had a good time. You you smiled yes. a couple times. So I think I think I it was did. Right. I did. So, last question to you is, what are what what else do we need to know about this project about yourself that's happening in the immediate future? What should we be looking out for? Give us give us your final word. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... There's a deluxe version of Nocho Huani coming out really soon. Um, I'm excited about it. There's going to be extra songs that I'm finalizing right now. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And then I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, shows. I'm already doing a lot of one-off shows, but I'm preparing for my own shows that I'm putting together. And now that things are starting to open up again, uh, next year is looking really good. End of this year is looking really good. So we'll see. Hopefully, God willing, all the plans that we're creating right now can uh, can happen. And a crazy tour will be coming to everyone's city. Nice. You bringing out all your boys, Ecleso, Romar, the whole group? If I can. Man, thank you so yeah. much for, for wait, joining us. Uh, wait, right, wait, here we go. Wait. Here we I go. Gavi, I've always wanted to know. What are you actually gonna do when when you get them? Like, are you gonna play spades with them? Y'all gonna play kickball? Y'all gonna take it back to the studio? If you be like, God, we get them. But when you got them, what then? What y'all gonna do? I still gotta get them. They said, I haven't got them. Got yet. them? You still gotta get them? Perpetually getting. Oh, you ain't got them yet. Well, what's gonna happen when you got them? We gonna find out. That's next year. That's that's the English. <laughs> that's the English album. We find out. <laughs> if you but although if you do drop it in spanish he'll never know he'll never be able to figure it out so you'll never know you keep that as an easter egg for yourself that's right <laughs> all right man i appreciate you thank you so much for joining us uh for for hanging out for uh you know yeah i don't know what whatever whatever cut right does for bearing with my <laughs> spanish bearing bearing with us but uh we appreciate you dude and i uh, can't wait to see everything that's next project was dope and you're on this trajectory of of greatness of keeping on getting them as you just said so thanks man. i appreciate that i appreciate you guys too what you guys do for the culture of christian hip-hop so thank you sir thank you all right so we just wrapped up with gavi and we ran through the whole pen game 101 of his new project noche juvenil my boy eli 
did a fantastic job of hitting the Spanish. I was trying to bear your ears and not disgrace my grandmother, my mother, and all my titis. I just wanted to make sure that somebody more qualified did it, and that was my man Eli. Cutright had the jokes as well. I think Gavi had a pretty good time. Uh, he enjoyed he enjoyed the questions more than the game, which was dope. And it was really cool to see him sort of break down all of the Spanish on the album. It was really in-depth and, and actually really relatable to probably a lot of people who grew up in the church, a lot of people who grew up in youth group like myself, that I would have never known if he wasn't here to break down the album. Um, Eli, what what, did, what were your thoughts? Man, I love Noche. Noche. Oof. See, now that all that, after all that Spanish, I'm falling apart. I loved Noche Juvenil before we met up with Gavi, but now I just love it all the more. Really appreciate him for coming through. Uh, he, he honestly broke down the album better than any of us ever could. So I'm so glad we got him in here for the pen and uh, really excited for both of the two projects. He subtly seemed to softcore announce. Uh, so we'll see what's coming out from Gavi in the months to come. Yo, listen, I felt like yo, the joint. Project was dope having Gavi here to break it down, you know what I'm saying? Um, which was really dope, get some insight, especially as uh, as a fellow PK in that all-day service life. I know that, you know what I'm saying? I, I can relate to a lot of what, what he was saying, but also um, just the, 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 the heart the heart behind his message, um, especially with me being the only, uh, you know what I'm saying, non-Hispanic, Spanish heritage person on, on the joint, man. I was glad to be able to get a lot of history um, a lot of a lot of uh, information on the culture, and it was yummy. You know I mean? it, it was dope. You know what I mean, it was dope. And hopefully, you know, what I'm saying he'll hit me up to go on tour, you know, to do some beatboxing for him. You know, I mean, in the studio, bro, it's, it's you know, you waiting for that Grammy, that number twenty eight. You trying to catch it with Quincy? Yeah, I'm saying. Then you need Mincy right here. The men, you know, I don't know. They ain't rhyme too good, but we gonna do it. We gonna work with it. Cut rights trying to make them beats mince meat. That's what he's trying to say. Fresh and minty. That's right. If you're trying to get with Quincy. And that is Pen Game 101 featuring Gavi. Episode 10. This, this episode was really dope. Of course, we, we just had propaganda. We got Gavi. We got bumps coming up. Hey. Don't know what order you're going to see this in, but those <clears throat> are the last three that we got. Uh, so everybody stay tuned. Let us know what you think. And uh, we will see you all next time. And uh, shout out to Luke. I know he's somewhere grieving that he cannot spend an hour uh, listening to cut rights jokes. Sad, sad day indeed. Peace, everyone.